Rocking chair, chair sessions. sessions. With Elisa Di Battista, Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to RCS Rocking Chair Sessions, Volume 86, with Reggie O'Neill. Welcome, Reggie. This is Reginald. Reginald. Isn't <laughs> Reggie your nickname, Bill? Reggie is my nickname. So you want to say officially Reginald O'Neill? I, I just like to sound professional. Well, you are professional. With Reginald. Reginald. Who was professional Reginald O'Neill? Oh, man. It's a really long story. We've got time. So. Um, we got 50 minutes. I know. It might take up the whole 50 minutes, though. If you okay. just want to hear like, the story. I don't know. No, we love that. Please. <laughs> okay. So, um, I get my name from my dad. I'm a junior. I'm not a junior. My brother was born before me. Okay. And he got my dad's last name. But my dad named him Booth. I mean, my, his mother named him Booth. Okay. Instead of O'Neill. So, I, I was the only one with the whole name. And... Um, yeah, so I get it from my dad, but my dad got it from his brother. Oh. So his brother was seven years old, I think, when he was born. And he told um, my grandmother to name him Reginald after his best friend. So he was like a seven-year-old kid, like, Mom, could you name him Reginald after my best friend? And um, so, yeah, so he got his name from his brother. And... Years later, I just found out that um, that the whole story behind who my uncle's friend was, and this shit is like mind-boggling. <laughs> so my um, my uncle, which is the the uncle that named him, he passed away, and my uncle told me recently who my dad got his name from. So. I showed my uncle a painting of my other uncle named Reginald, mm -hmm. um, which is on my mom's side. His name is Reginald Scott, and he's my mom's older brother. So he's like around the same age as um, my other uncle on my dad's side. So I showed my uncle this painting, and I'm like, oh, such and such, I did this of my uncle Reggie. And he knows my uncle Reggie because they grew up in the same community. Oh, wow. So in this conversation of me showing him this painting, he was like, oh, you know, this is what this is who you get your name from. Like said it like blatantly like that. I'm like, wait, hold up, wait. I'm like, back it up, back it up, back it up. He's like, yeah, your um your uncle named your dad after his best friend, and your his was best your friend was your older your mom's older brother. Wow. So I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, no way. But he just said it like like Matter casually, fact, yeah. yeah. And I I like start digging and then. I told my dad, my dad ain't even know. I told my uncle, my uncle ain't even know. So I'm, I'm like digging and I'm, I asked my uncle Reginald, I'm like, yo, you know Tyrone, such and such. He was like, oh yeah, that was my friend when we were younger. I'm like, that's who my dad got his name from and whatever. I'm just like telling everybody this story. But I just found out like two years ago. Wow. It's just crazy. What's your mom say? What can you say? <laughs> like, it's a question. Like, you can't say Full anything. Circle. Yeah, it's retarded. That's beautiful. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. But you also have another name, and the other name is Leo, right? Leo. Or is it L dot E dot O dot? 
It's Leo. It's, it's Leo. just an acronym for mm -hmm. love each other. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Have you legally changed it? No. You should. No. Yeah. I was thinking about like cutting that out and just like naming my artist name Reggie. But versus Reginald. Versus Reginald. Such a great story though. Like yeah. you could drop it that. It is a good story. So, yeah. It's so rich, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thinking about like history and how you are sometimes unaware of things, and it's like it was there all along. Right, which is mm -hmm. retarded. But and you're uh, you're related to it now, so it's not like it's just like some random stranger. Like it's your mm -hmm. blood. Right, exactly. It's like heritage. I yeah, think. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. So before we started, Marie asked where we met. Um, you were referred to our show by Terrence, mm -hmm. um, and we didn't actually meet, and that was like over a year ago. We didn't actually meet till I think this past Thursday at the or Thursday before last my days start to blur together but at the opening ago. at your opening a week ago yeah <laughs> well we're uploading you during Art Basel so it'll be a mm. few weeks ago but it was such a pleasure to meet you and actually see one of your paintings in person mm. can you talk about that exhibit? Uh, I got that opportunity through um, the laundromat mm -hmm. so they had like a show previous prior to that one um, I'm not even sure how it came about but they had the show with other artists who's inside of the laundromat. And I just like got a, a studio in a laundromat. I shared it with David and um, Luna, which is like two friends of mine. Um, but so when they just, I guess they just came inside and then seen my work. I think I wasn't even there. Um, and they decided to do like a, um, a collective show of like a figurative show. So it was originally gonna be me and Michael and and then Candy got involved. So I think through the Frank date was like kind of connected through uh, the laundromat or whatever. Um, and that's how it really happened. It's it a really there. beautiful space for those yeah. that you haven't been there. The Frank and Pembroke Pines, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's really well lit. The walls are gorgeous. And you yeah. had some really large pieces in there. You even yeah. had the video. Yeah, the film. That you collaborated with. Yeah, um, with Terrence. With Terrence. Yeah, we just showed that one in um, Washington. Yeah, in Washington. How was that? At the Smithsonian? No. Yeah. It was at the Smithsonian. It wasn't inside of the um, it was African the, American yeah. Museum, but it was through the Smithsonian and the African American Film Festival. Oh, that's amazing. I saw yeah, it. That it's fantastic. Ridiculous. The film is. The film is incredible. I saw it um, when you showed it at Filmgate. Right. And you uh, won the, the first time. you won the audience award, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's that um, so great. And it was like it's just like such a good film, and it, I mean, it just from then you you were like so incredibly successful with the with the film, right? right. But then also with your artistic careers, like both mm -hmm. each of you, because Terrence is usually a photographer right. and who also does videography but right. usually it's like photography still and photography right and you're as well as a painter you did yeah. the words i think it started like that the film started yeah. with that right with your yeah. words so mm -hmm. a friend of mine had made like instrumentals and stuff mm -hmm. which was some of the stuff um on it i think the beat at the end was an instrumental that he made mm -hmm. and what i originally wanted to do was make a whole project like a of, of music um, to make it like an album. So I showed Terrence and I was like telling him these words or whatever it is. And he was just like, oh, we should make a zine out of your um, words and like your the music or whatever. We didn't think to do like a, a film. Mm -hmm. 
And then we sat on that thought of a zine for like a month or two. And then he was like, yo, we should do a film. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So yeah, that's probably how, that's how it came about. And then we just started like trying to articulate what we're going to um, try to capture with the words and tie it with the videos and stuff and all of these things. So that's really how it came about. And it wasn't like no budget or anything. We just like kind of shot it. I have like a really cheap, it's a cheap camera now, but it wasn't a cheap camera before. Or to me, it wasn't. Um, Yeah, we took that camera and just shot everything. Mm -hmm. Terrence shot everything. Mm -hmm. It feels very genuine Um, and also Parts of it are very like cinematic, like the mm-hmm. like the the way you encase like the space. Mm-hmm. And so I know obviously Terrence being a photography background, but I could also see like the painterly qualities in right. it too. Like, did you guys go back and forth and discuss how to um, select certain scenes for the film? Uh, we I don't know. Like we we watched a lot of like films and stuff like during the process of like editing and shooting. So we kind of like stole like from people, like literally, like people who we respected a lot. We just like kind of took what we seen and what we tried to like focus on from them and try to implement it in our own work. Mm -hmm. And with the editing, we like sat down and just like try to figure out how we can like capture the feelings with these editings. Cause editing now that we know is like super important for film, but we didn't know it back then. and yeah, I don't know. I think with the editing and scene selection, we just try to get like this beautiful like like snippet of like every like moment in the sense of like what we try to capture, the most beautiful shots. It was like some shots that we didn't even put and we were just like, dang. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't put it because it didn't fit, but mm-hmm. um, we just, I don't know. We just try to like capture exactly what we were trying to um, articulate, I think. Yeah. I think what what made the film also so strong was that you really like you really found this balance between connecting the sound, connecting the words to mm-hmm. the images. Right. And I think that is really hard as right. a filmmaker, right? And I'm yeah. I'm um, I'm dabbling in film, and I'm no nowhere any anywhere near the, near the quality of your film. But um, I think that is really what you what you did incredibly well with yeah. like almost no experience in editing right, right. right and i don't even know how you Very did that true. but that's incredible i think it comes from like watching music videos uh-huh. like we like as kids like i don't know like for me and i could speak for terrence too like to watch music videos of like your favorite artists and for them you know the words like you hear the album mm-hmm. and then not really knowing but you see like that they're doing the same thing like articulating mm-hmm. what they're saying through mm-hmm. video yeah that's what all directors, I think, do with music videos. Yeah. Well, some of them. Yeah. Some of them, the words don't even, like, match the videos, and I think that's, like, retarded. But, um, yeah, like, I think it comes from watching music videos. Like, with, for example, there's uh, Tupac Shakur. He made a video called Brenda Got a Baby. He made a song called Brenda Got a Baby. And that video just stuck with me. To watch that video, like, as a kid, it, like, open my mind it's just like bro this stuff really happens to people you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's about like this lady who's a young mother and she was a prostitute and like all this other stuff but with the video it shows all of these things but not like showing it like um, graphically it just shows her life and stuff mm-hmm. and it stuck with me but that's an example of 
articulating the same thing mm -hmm. with the music and the videos, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're trying to give the um, audience your perspective, mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think we got a good understanding of that, and we know that for, yeah. you know, yeah. how to do that. Yeah. And I also think it's your subject. I mean, I think they always say that you... Who, who better to tell your own story than yourself? Exactly. And I feel that um, a lot of people sometimes like to go outside of themselves, theory, all these things. And that, you know, I respect that too. But I think that you've really harnessed your own story. Mm -hmm. And I see that in your paintings. Can mm -hmm. you talk about the subjects of the paintings you had um, at this show at the Frank, for example? And the so, murals you've done and stuff. All right. For example, there's a, there's a small painting of a kid's face. It's like dark blue around it. Um, and... That is just a person from my neighborhood that I know personally, that I see every day. Um, and I just decided, I, I like literally walked up, up on him and like other two friends of mine who I like grew up with. And I was just like, yo, let me take a photo of y'all just so I can paint. And they were just like, cool. And I took a photo of like all three of them, but I chose that one to paint. So that's like kind of what it means to like tie in my everyday life with my work is like I can't really speak for nobody else so I can't I probably do abstract work if I felt like that but mm -hmm. I, that's not the life that I'm living or that's not how I feel at certain points um, I want to tell stories of the people in my neighborhood and the people that I know and the stories that I know personally because I feel like that's the most authentic way to do things in a sense um, and yeah that's that's pretty much how everything works I can't never speak from an outside perspective only like through writing if I'm like looking at somebody's life and trying to Jesus oh, Christ there you are <laughs> it's okay yeah but trying to um <laughs> trying to like figure out their life but like writing from an outside perspective like from like a windows perspective mm -hmm. but that barely happens because I feel like I need to tell my own story um or I want to tell my own story I think it feels good for me mm -hmm. Um, there's another painting of, there's a portrait of the same person, but like a front view and a side view and the story on the side of it. Um, and that was like, that's my brother who I just found out about and all of these things. So I like kind of wrote the whole story of finding out and like his situation right now and like kind of take you step by step of how I went through figuring out he was my brother and like getting in contact with him and all these things. Mm -hmm. So that, that's like pretty much the essence of my work. Um, They're real life experiences. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I can't speak from no other perspective. I think it's, it's almost um, dishonest to me to speak from any other perspective. Like that's like me trying to tell your story. It's like, why don't you tell your own story? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because people will respect it more if it's coming from you rather mm -hmm. than me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, what? sorry, you, Maria. Um, one mural that I drive by every day because I always drive through Overtown when I go to work is a mural that you did on 14th Street, right? Mm -hmm. Is that on 14th Street? And um, can you can you talk a little bit about that mural and also like what it means to for you to do a mural compared to working on canvas or, or doing the little smaller paintings? So that, that mural was like my first ever mural I did inside of Overtown. And this is like my home. So I just wanted to do something like super striking. I think I, I proposed to people before on like, yo, I want to do a mural inside of such and such. And they just didn't allow me to. So 
so I didn't think I didn't I didn't think I had the right concept anyway. But um, yeah, the person who was like working there, name is Andre. He was working there before he had like a gallery space, and I just like walked in up on him. And was like, yo. I want to paint this wall and he just gave me the opportunity oh, so cool. for that it was like a super big thing for me it's like a weight on my back to be like i need to do something super powerful mm-hmm. and what i thought was and that whole painting is of a scene that's in my neighborhood um which is on 22nd street and third avenue mm-hmm. it's like right before you get to winwood um like the border between winwood and overtown um and that is a crime scene from a kid that I know who got shot. He's not a kid, but he was an adult. He got shot, and that was um, like from a helicopter's perspective of them um, covering the uh, the story or whatever mm-hmm. happened. And the painting is of the police. Like it, it turned into a really big fight between the the family and the police. But it's the police like trying to take the brother away from the crime scene. Um, People thought it was like police brutality, but it's not. So they're trying to take the brother away from the crime scene because from the helicopter's perspective, his brother was sitting on the opposite side of like where he was killed. So the, the helicopter's capturing all of this. So his brother just like ran and just to see his brother. So he pulled up the like um, the sheet. And then once he did that, the police like grabbed him and tried to like take him away so that, so that he doesn't mess up the evidence. And when they did that, the cousin of the brother mm-hmm. um, tried to break the police off of him, and they tried to, like, the police just, like, punched the, bro- the cousin for no reason, and um, it turned into a fight between the cousin and the police, and then the fight turned into, like, the family against the police and stuff like that. So I just captured that, and that was, like, a scenario that I've, like, witnessed. I was in the house when it happened, and... I know this kid, I know his son, I know his his uh, the mother of his child, I know like his whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to like paint this inside of Overtown is what I felt like needs to be shared to us as a people. Because that happened I think a year prior to me painting that wall or two years prior, I think, or like three years or something like that. But um, I felt like I needed to share the story because that's what the what was happening inside of Overtown at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the name of the piece is like grief and it's what we what I was feeling at the moment compared to like my whole town. because um, we were like going through like a real rough time, like killings was happening like left and right. So I took the initiative to speak to everybody mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I wrote like the whole story of what happened and um, paid my homage to like the mother and the brother and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the reason why I painted that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and also as you said, like they can't all be just beautiful geometric abstract paintings. Like you also need the reality that reflects the community. And there's sure. you no, know, there is grief. Mm-hmm. There's happens. things that are happening inside of like these communities or. And just everybody's life, I think. And I think best way to deal with them is to say uh, what's going on um, or say things that people are not aware of. I think 
people don't pay attention to things like that. Um, like if you come to Miami, if you see a mural of like police brutality and you look it up and you see that these things are happening inside these communities and you came here just for like Art Basel or whatever, I think it's a, it's a good thing that you'll leave with something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Or yeah. maybe even just look up, you know, over town and then find out about its rich yeah. history and what happened exactly. once the highway was built and all exactly. that stuff. So it's, exactly. it's very important. I think what is so interesting about this, this mural is also that it is similar like the words that you write. It's like uh, you capture like emotions in it even more than just like the reality because in some ways it is it is abstracting like faces especially mm-hmm. I feel right in this mural right. but it's really all about like the the movement of the bodies it, it, with each other but then it's also like so much about emotions that come through yeah. for me and I think it's partly with the colors but it's also I, I think it just you just see that you were you were so close to it you know you were telling right. your own story and I think that is re- really beautiful yeah I'm curious to know because like you're very expressive like with the lyrics writing and, and the songs um, what is it about painting that moves you to paint that just music and lyrics aren't enough because I feel like you know as an artist you have your different mediums and you do both like what is mm-hmm. it that draws you to painting and where did that start um, I think painting is less descriptive than um, music I think music is like when I write when I write it's like super like detailed and like super like I'm like expressing emotions and expressing like everything step by step with painting it leaves things in the air and I like that a lot like with the portrait mm-hmm. for example like you don't know who this person is it's just like whoa like I'm looking at his face he's looking directly at me like what is who is he and like all of these things like what is his story and it makes you uh create it cre- for you to create this like um dialogue with what is it that you're seeing mm-hmm. rather than me telling you exactly what's going on and how I'm feeling about certain things mm-hmm. and I don't knock um writing for that it's just it's just a difference this is what I enjoy for certain moments mm-hmm. um <clears throat> same thing with like the I did three portraits of three kids that I show at the end of the film and um Like, with painting, it's just like, oh, this is a part of the film. Or, like, with the words, it's, like, me telling you about, like, a child that got killed or some such and such and this and this and that. But with the paintings, it's like, oh, these kids could be, could have been this kid who he was talking about or whatever it is. So it's just, like, a play on, like, what I'm trying to express, I think, on what I'm trying to um, have my audience read, in a sense. But I think they kind of, they kind of tied in the same almost but not really I mean you're create you're creating something and expressing yourself in both but I do feel that you select one because one is more appropriate than the other for whatever it is that you're trying to do pretty much said. yeah yeah mm-hmm. like I, I like writing like I for a while I hated poetry and I thought it was like super corny <laughs> but um, <laughs> people would tell me like you write as, a, as if you were a poet and stuff Mm-hmm. I just like the music aspect of it. Like, like now, I don't really listen to like lyrics that people say. I just listen to the music. Same. And I like my my thing. Why I started writing like music, I thought, man, if I have so much to say and so much to offer people, I would like to do that, but with like really good music, like tied into it. So, um, yeah, I think 
like with music I think that's my thing but with painting it's like completely different painting is like I can I can choose any image for that image to tell an entire story um, yeah it's just different I guess it's not it's really the same but it's different when did you feel that you wanted to do painting versus like drawing or printmaking or whatever like what bit you and how'd you start so I was drawing before um like here and there like art has always like been there but it wasn't never something that I ever thought of taking serious and did I, you start in school did you go to Frederick Douglass Elementary School I went to Frederick Doug no I went to Dunbar oh, Elementary okay because Frederick's in the area of Lower Town too yeah but Dunbar is like right it's like walking distance it's also mm-hmm. closer yeah. okay. and my neighborhood is like right next to Dunbar so I went to Dunbar um but yeah like my art started there in a sense but it wasn't like I'm care for it that much it was just something that i did my brother was an artist also but um the older i got i um i just like drew a lot i knew nothing about painting at all like i didn't know what brushes or none of this stuff or oil paint the difference between like paints none of this stuff so um i met uh my mentor through like other friends in Wynwood, um, and he like kind of introduced he kind of introduced me to art. He did introduce me into painting. I meant to say, um, and that's how I started. Like he went to um, he was from he's from Spain, and he like painting is his life. Like his grandmother's a painter, his grandfather's a painter, and um, he went to school for painting. So painting has always been his life, and he's my mentor. So that's how I like learned through him. I remember the first painting I did. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That's how it was like. That was a five years ago. So. so you've been apprenticed for five years? Yeah. Pretty much. And how was the process? Like the beginning stages? And what kind of assignments did he bestow uh, <laughs> upon you? Or ideas? Because I'm thinking like... Because like, it's kind of like yeah. tradition. Like sometimes we're like, okay, granted, go to a university. But like sometimes people like back in the day, like when you were in Italy or wherever, like you would have an apprenticeship. That's and you would you learn. follow to master. So like yeah. what kind of... I'm curious. That's like, kind of the same same um, scenario with yeah. me too. I don't think a lot of people have that nowadays. No. They don't think that is super important. But it kind of fell on us, I guess. Not just that, like availability. Like you're lucky yeah. to have found somebody who was willing to share yeah, his knowledge sure. with you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um super lucky um that uh came about with um what was your question i forgot (laughs) (laughs) i asked five questions in one more or less like what kind of like your from when you began so we kind of jumped into i don't know it was weird first he started off with like drawing first um and he was like yo draw something for five minutes for two minutes or one minute uh anything around your house or whatever um or i was drawing stuff inside of his house but it wasn't like crazy amounts of drawing it was just like oh do this i'm real quick it was like papers like this almost um and he would like divide it into like four or eight and i'll do like quick drawings exercises yeah. yeah and they were like really shit <laughs> because it was like sketching it wasn't like sitting there mm-hmm. drawing and I wasn't accustomed to that I'm like trying to draw something that I'm seeing like learning live. how to see it. you have to loosen up your arm super yeah. hard super hard mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it was working or not but he was I think we did that for like a month or so and then I went <laughs> straight into painting like dove straight into painting he didn't really teach me about anything about painting he taught me like the um, color theory 
and not thoroughly. He wasn't like, this is the colors and you match these colors and blah, blah, blah. this is how you make these colors. He was just like, oh, um, <laughs> magenta, yellow, and cyan, and you, this is the color gradient. Um, this is how you make mix colors and stuff like this. And then, boom, I went straight into, like, painting. And I painted, like, a super big painting. <laughs> and then I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I think it took me, like, two weeks to make that painting. But he told me that. And I think the first thing he, like, um, wanted me to understand and know was, like, not about painting in general. It was about the message and um, what is it that you're going to say? And I think he was like way more diligent about the message than painting at first. Yeah, so anybody can learn how to paint or draw. Sounds like an it's, awesome yeah. teacher. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely about like, like, concept. Not everybody has concept. A lot of people have the technicalities and are, are yeah. formally trained, and they could, right. you know, replicate right. uh, anything. Anything, right. um, but the concepts are not always right. There. Because he comes from that. He comes from Spain, and like uh, usually, like. A lot of painters, um, when they go to these schools and stuff like that, they, after they're amazing painters, like Spanish, like produce, like they're amazing yeah, painters. Um, yeah, yeah, all of these people. But mm-hmm. it's just like now that you have learned how to like steal from the masters and they kind of perfected their teachings over there, you can make a good painter. But the fact is that you can't make somebody that's going to say something in particular. Mm-hmm. This is not just like painting. Um, like flowers or whatever it is, it's, it's like art. It's like what is it? What is it that you're gonna say? Like, mm-hmm. um, like you can rap a lot. You can say a bunch of words and put them all together. It's like what is? What are you talking about? You know How long did that take you to like figure out, or did you already always know what you wanted to say? I didn't know what I wanted to say. Um, the first painting I did was uh, a fight outside of a Foot Locker over shoes. So I thought that was like really ridiculous, but I thought it was like. It was better than painting, um, like, a portrait of, like, Marvin Gaye or, like, Biggie or something like that. Um, so I thought that was, like, super dope. But that was, like, what he... That was the ground... It wasn't the ground rules, but it was just, like, make sure you know what you want to say, make sure you know who your audience is, how you're going to present it, and things of this nature. So I took that, and then we we just started painting, like, together. And then... Um, we talked about like what it is that I wanted to like start talking about. And I told him, um, I think he gave me the idea to talk about my own neighborhood, talk about overtime and talk about like my surroundings and what I um, experienced or whatever. And then I just took that and ran with it up until like a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like later, like we just like, it was constantly like me painting him watching over me being like, Oh, you should do this better and you should do it like this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it was classes but it wasn't like strict classes. It was just like me kinda of popping up to his house every day and like painting and then learning watching him also and being like him being like, Oh, you should do it like this. This is how your stroke should be and like this is your colors should be like this and this color is wrong and your proportions is wrong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we kind of like winged it. And then he took me to Europe to paint. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was reading that and I'm, I'm like, it's so funny because I'm from Austria and I read in your, you know, mm-hmm. on your website, you went to Austria to paint a mural there. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? How, you, how is that? You know? <laughs> through him. Through him. He painted like a really big mural. And in like, Austria. I just tagged along. He was uh-huh. just like, yo, you want to come to Europe? I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he took me. 
And then I just painted like a small painting. I didn't paint a small painting. I painted a wall. You painted a wall. Yeah. Huh? Where did you go in Austria? Do you remember? I went to Graz. Graz. Yeah. The Yeah. So what? Super cool people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to go to like museums and stuff when you were there? Or? In Graz, I went to a museum. Mm-hmm. They have a museum that's crazy. Like paintings are like the culture in Europe. Like with art is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's just you're older, you know. Yeah. You've been around for longer. We're a pretty young country. Yeah, for sure. That's for you. And we don't take art that seriously, do you? I'd say there's levels of seriousness in different locations, but throughout, I'd say maybe 50-50, hit or miss. True. That's true. <laughs> the tra- traditions are maybe not so, you know, like... I'm yeah, fascinated as, I think as far as like painting, okay. yeah, shall I painting, say. Yeah. Painting's the most serious medium. Yeah. I, I feel think. like we are not that serious. In no, in contem- like contemporary art, I don't see like there's yeah. uh, there's a lot of freedom here that I miss in mm-hmm. Europe. You know, because because of all those traditions that you right. kind of like have so, to follow or that you live true. through. I I would have never become an artist if I would have stayed in Austria. Like right. that was there was just like this. The level was so high to even apply for a school. I would have never. I would have never thought right. that I could do that. Right. Like if I would have not moved here, I would have would never be an artist. Right. That's kind of like the limiting effects that it has. Mm-hmm. To. But then you also went to Berlin, right? I went. So that trip, I went to. I went to Austria. I went to Spain. I went to Galicia, Spain, mm-hmm. which is like north. Um, I went to Norway. Beautiful. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then I went to Berlin. What part of Norway? In Holznoy. I've never it's been It's like an island, like separate from like... You were in Norway yeah, in the in, summer. In Oslo and mm. Oysens and Oscar. Right? Holznoy is like a, it's like a small island. You have to take a boat from, I think, Bergen. Oh, I've been there. to Bergen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to take a boat from so Bergen. So you saw the fjords. The who? The fjords are like the, basically the mountainous and water and like the basically the landscape that's like magical yeah, yeah it's ridiculous it feels like a fairy tale land yeah <laughs> we yeah we had a gig there well he had a gig there and i tagged along i also painted a mural like there oh, i painted nothing so cool. tied to like <laughs> overtown or me at all so i was like kind of still trying to figure out like what to do but yeah i painted a mural there too what did you paint what was the inspiration i painted <laughs> i painted a baby getting his hair cut oh yeah. Wow. So like a Chinese baby like converting into Buddhism and he was like shaving his head. They were shaving his head. Wow. Yeah. I think this is a good painting, but Yeah, it's <laughs> it such a funny. rite of passage. Yeah. Uh-huh. But also when you look back I think you're always critical of your like your first works. Like what yeah. was I doing? I can't believe I did that. Yeah. It's not it's I not still love it it's just like yeah, I think the concept was like pretty dope. But yeah. I thought execution. Not even the ex I think it's parts, it's parts of the painting that are like, what the fuck? But the baby's face is like amazing, I Aww. think. It's really good. Okay. And that's in, Nor- in Norway? In Norway. Be and in Austria? What, what did you paint yeah. in Austria? Austria, I painted my father. Wow. I painted... Alex gave me that idea, too. He was like... Like, when we first started, he's like, oh, you should paint a portrait of your dad. Like, his mugshot. And I'm like, no. Like, why would I do that? That's retarded. It's ridiculous. Like, that's too dark and whatever it is. And then when I went to, um, when I was on a plane going to Spain, I'm like, I'm about to paint my dad's face on, in Austria. Was it the mugshot or was it just right? It was the mugshot, too. Yeah. Um, just to be like, oh, your son is in Europe and now he's painting you. Um, also, like, to try to, like, 
tell my story through my father mm-hmm. to people in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, Which all these countries. Cool. Austrians are very dark. <laughs> yeah. I think you did right to do it there. Yeah. <laughs> very dark history, very like, yeah. yeah. Isn't like Hitler Austrian? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you mean yeah. like Bronze Jenner? <laughs> yeah, we were right there. You were in um, it. Also, what people don't really realize is that they always think the German was were the bad people. Yeah, it was the Austrian. We had concentration camps. We had like, and that was a friend of mine, also an artist, did um, did a public piece in Graz. Mm-hmm. She was she was. She was doing a lecture about it. And uh, there was a concentration camp that was probably one of the worst. Um, no, it was not a concentration. It was a hospital. Mm. But it, could, it was like it was like treating people with mental disorders and uh, disabilities, mm-hmm. quote-unquote treating. Right. And it, was, it happened also in that area. So right. it has a dark history. Yeah. And it looks beautiful, which is funny to me because I feel like when you're driving here on the highways, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so beautiful. And yet the highways destroyed Overtown. Yeah. Can you discuss? I think you did a painting where you were talking about that in, at the at the, at the, the yeah. Um Yeah, I hold on to that image for like a long time because I was just waiting for the right moment to like paint it. But um, and you did a grayscale. There's not a lot of color in it. It's very not it's any color muted and yeah. sad. Um, yeah, because the image is black and white. Oh, okay. But like I was doing um, last year, I did like a whole entire series on, in black and white, and I was like getting comfortable. But that was like part of my classes with Alex. Um, we stopped doing color because, <clears throat> like, super long story. But um, <laughs> I'll get into it later. Wait, that's but, like, um, we have time. Yeah, that painting was like me trying to tell the history of like Overtown, and like people think that. Um, that we're just like this drug-infested, crime-infested place and stuff like that, and it just happened out of nowhere. But so it, not the case. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to say it was like a strategic like plan, but it's it definitely they had like something going on with that um, highway to build it right through Overtown and like destroy like the black community. Um, because we were a thriving black community. Mm-hmm. Um, Super, you had doctors and like, doctors, you know, lawyers, just businesses, professional people. Restaurants. Yeah. The library that they just, the they library. just fixing up the so library. Much, community so pool. Yes, stuff. like really thriving neighborhood. Yeah, before all of this stuff that's going on now with like the Windwoods and stuff like that and um, with them building high rises like way before that Overtown was a thriving community mm-hmm. and they think that I think we have this connotation of like black people of being like, we don't do enough, we don't start businesses and stuff like that, but we had our own stuff. We had our own community where we were growing and thriving. Um, it was, they considered it like the Harlem of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where all the famous people would stay when they weren't allowed to stay exactly. on Miami stay Beach. On they Miami would Beach. stay in yeah. mm-hmm. And I found this out like way later on. I didn't even know about it like growing up. Really? Like nobody ever told oh, us like, yo, you know where you like, stay at right mm-hmm. now. Like, like keeping you from your history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, keeping us from our history, but also our people, us as people, we don't know about our own history. And in schools, you being like in elementary, they're not sharing to you yeah. like where you're from and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They don't even tell you like your own black history mm-hmm. um, well enough. Um, so, with that image, like that was really shocking to me. I meant the um, not the image, but that um, story 
or like knowing my history is like super shocking. It's like, whoa, we was like this? Like, I didn't know that. I, my whole life, I just thought, oh, we were these type of people and like we were drug infested and like crime infested. We're, we weren't. And yeah, we that I kind of stripped that away from our community. And for me to speak upon my community and with that image, like to see that this change that's going on now, I've, I, I don't feel like I know what's going to happen in the future that the entire overtime is going to be wiped out and the history is going to be lost and the people in the community is going to be lost. So I felt like it was the right moment for me to paint this and like share this story because the whole show that me and Terrence like put together was called We'll Look After You For Now. And that was my whole dilemma of like that story was just, um, or those paintings in general, it was to try to capture what, it is that we're doing um, as far as like a community. Like we're kind of like, um, like watching after our community for what it is now, so. I mean, I think that goes until, into like, the- Until like it gets diminished. The yeah. larger mm -hmm. conversation, well, hopefully it doesn't get diminished because that goes into a whole larger conversation. Like even like when it used to be predominantly Puerto Rican, being gentrified, little Haiti is going through a whole series of gentrification now. Yeah. So that fear you have is quite real. Yeah, it's the truth about what will happen over time it'll get bought out and replaced mm -hmm. with yeah and it's my home Italian so, furniture store yeah. mm -hmm. no offense to Italian it's like, it's <laughs> so we see all over the yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's quite serious I also um, I want to talk a little bit about the I mean the history also this this beautiful library the Colmore Overtown Library I was actually teaching our classes there uh -huh. and Purvis Young was was the one who painted the, um, the library, the library yeah. right? Yeah. And he painted so many murals all yeah. over Overtown, I yeah. believe. I didn't even know about him. Did you know him? I was what? wondering about I know him. his wife now. You do? Yeah. She lives yeah. like right downstairs. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. She's super cool. My yeah. mom used to teach at Frider. She said that one of her students told her that that, that was her grandfather. Yeah. Mm. One of the students? Yeah, when she, my mom used to teach like ages ago in Frederick. Um, that's how I came about to learn about Overtown myself. And she said one of her students says, oh, my, my grandpa painted those murals underneath right. the bridge because they're, they're right underneath the yeah, bridge. And yeah. they, I think they've replaced them with something else now. I'm not sure, like a sticker of it, kind of, sort of, because they started deteriorating with mm -hmm. the weather. Like what? most of his pieces that are outdoors, they started deteriorating with yeah, the weather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they hired another uh, painter to paint him yeah. on name Madonna's. Mm -hmm. That's incredible mm -hmm. that you live near her now. Mm -hmm. history. Uh, so now you, I think you just got the studio at the laundromat, right? Is that yeah. your first studio? Uh, or you, not really. Or did like you have I, studios I painted before? at Alex's house, like mm -hmm. my mentor. That was your first like studio? My studio. Yeah. yeah. It was like my home studio. <laughs> so now you kind of moved out of home? Or no, you because like he traveled for like nine months. Oh, okay. He like left in February mm -hmm. and just came back. So oh, cool. yeah, it wasn't like, oh, you need to like get your shit together. And like, but goodbye. It was just, nah, it's just like the yeah. opportunity like presented itself. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So. What are like current projects that you're working on? And also like when you think of like your future as an artist, where do you feel like you, you want to go to or what are your goals? Uh, I think what I want to do is I want to tie in music with like painting. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not to make it like corny cliche to be mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm a painter. I don't know how that would tie in, but I just want to, like I really want to make music like a lot. Um, because I, it's my first love. Like, I always cared about music since I was a kid. Um, and 
I don't know, just like make really good music if I have mm -hmm. the opportunity to. Um, Do you play any instruments? Or? I don't play. I just rap. <laughs> yeah, I just rap. I just write. So it's all about the words. And yeah, but so you I would need like a band a, or something. Yeah, I feel like I have a, a very strategic. I mean, not strategic, but a peculiar like taste in music, mm -hmm. and like I know how to tie things with other things. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that and with painting, I I don't know. Like just try, just continue doing what I'm doing, just on mm -hmm. a larger scale, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think you've kind of been doing that because I mean you mentioned how you photographed um, three of the the children at the end of your video and then eventually you, you painted them mm -hmm. so I feel like maybe eventually an exhibit of, I mean I'm not giving you ideas you are the artist you do whatever <laughs> you want could you know it, it, it's not too separate is what I'm saying they could still coexist Pretty much, together yeah. the there's, sound there's component just I think yeah. yeah there's ways with the like with the music also in the film uh, I like to make film too yeah but the music and the film and um just like paintings and it's just like ways but it's just like music like I was that's a different way of expressing myself and mm -hmm. art is a different way of expressing mm -hmm. myself and I, we are, I only made one film but I like to do more and that's, no, that's a whole different way. I definitely see you guys working. Oh yeah. Do you feel that you would want to continue working collaboratively with Terrence on these projects or do you think you would want to go like solo? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think about like doing solo stuff but like with videos, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like in the future, but like after me and Terrence is like, all right, we we need to do other stuff. I but think it'd be fun to see what you guys do together as well as yeah. your own obviously side projects. But yeah. it, I we think have, you have like, a good. We have stuff like that we want to do like now, mm -hmm, like super mm -hmm. bad. Um, that I'm like pressuring, like even after the Washington DC thing. I'm just like, I yo, mean, we have to make another just film. Like, so it, like, incredible, right? Where you, it built us like yeah, super You hard. can't stop now. I, I mean, that's such an honor that you guys were able to show your film yeah. there. I mean, that's so amazing. Yeah, you I, guys know about the Wavemaker Grand, right? No. It's called, okay, yeah, so there is it. a grant that's called Wavemaker Grant. That is for all our listeners too. Apply, apply, apply. That <laughs> is for artists to just apply for a project that they want to do and that they maybe need a little bit of money for, you know, to yeah. buy a better camera or whatever you or need, you know. Expensive or sound equipment or yeah. I don't know and you can get like uh, a couple of grand for a project right. it's very simple application and then it's not submittable I think because sometimes you need you know to to get started with a project sometimes you need just a little, a little bit of cash yeah. or something you know to get you get you, you started but yeah that's you really incredible like that you had that arc you know from showing it at film gate and then now you're showing it in washington yeah. and it's just like so incredible i think you're gonna show it probably yeah. many more places still you know yeah mm -hmm. i'm just like super ready to make another one yeah <laughs> yeah you should yeah mm -hmm. you should and me and alex that. is like working on films too mm -hmm. so he we shot like a few films together we just didn't edit mm -hmm. i think we shot two i want to say mm -hmm. we just didn't edit it yet mm -hmm. um but yeah, like film too. Film is cool. I mm -hmm. think I like a lot. Film in color, or do you want to do film in black and white? Film in color, color. Mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, film is like what I love about film is that it is so interdisciplinary mm -hmm. because you have the image, the colors, the painterly. You have the movement, and you have the sound. You know, yeah. you have the spoken word. You have music. You can put yeah. everything together, which yeah. is like really yeah, yeah makes yeah. it special. Mm -hmm. Before Maria asks her final question, I wanted to ask, um, do you work in the evenings, like after work, or when is it that you paint or write uh, your music? I paint like during the day, like afternoon, mornings. 
I don't really paint at night. When I was preparing my last show, I was painting at night because I had to finish, <laughs> which was pretty cool. But I was just like busting my ass. Like I was like kind of pressured to do it. So, which is like amazing, like to not have anybody like for everybody to be asleep and you're painting. Like, oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But I think in the daytime, I like painting more. Your best morning bird. Yeah. And so right now you have your show up in, uh, like the show up in, Pen uh, paintings up in Pembroke Pines, mm -hmm. right? At the Frank. Uh, do you have any other things going on at yeah, the moment? Yeah, so my mentor, Alex, is having um, a show called Homeless mm -hmm. at his house that he had last year. Mm -hmm. um, that he invited like all international artists and mm -hmm. had a few locals. Oh, cool. Terrence was showing in it too. Oh, cool. um, he had a few locals and everybody just like show at his house. He put this whole like thing together and then he had like um performances there he had a cookout like not it wasn't a cookout but like people cooked for the people um mm -hmm. it was like 40 people who rsvp mm -hmm. for the first for the first night mm -hmm. and he had music playing and just like all these people coming in his house um so he's doing that again this year mm -hmm. so he invited i think a few um artists from spain from the convent that we just like did we did um uh, show at um, in Spain, mm -hmm. and he invited some artists from there, and now they're at his house like painting for oh, the show. Wow. So it's going to be like a classical figure art painting mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And with that, we're going to do um, an event in juxtapose. Mm -hmm. So through homeless, and that's coming up. Um, and I'm supposed to be going to Atlanta for Wonder Root to be painting two murals there. Wow. So, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. Like busy times. Yeah, busy yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of uh, our session, but there's one more question. You've okay. been sitting in a magical rocking chair mm -hmm. this time, all this time. Okay. And it grants you three wishes. Okay. You can wish for anything and everything, but mm -hmm. you have to say it out loud for it to come true. Okay. These are the rules of the rocking chair, not our rules. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are your three wishes? Uh, dang, that's a lot. <laughs> Three wishes is um. A lot of wishes. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. We can start with um, one wish and then go from there. <laughs> I, I wish that my family remains healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish for a happy and um prosperous life. Mm -hmm. Uh. And the third wish is, um, I wish the same for my friends and people around the world that they uh, live a happy life and take the bitter with the sweet, but also enjoy um, life in this experience, I think, and try to make the best out of it. <laughs> Three. <laughs> He makes a poem out of a wish, and you just he hear does. that. It's <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> All right, thank well, you very Reginald, much. For thank you so much out. for yeah. coming. For sharing your thank stories. you guys. Happy. It took a year, no? <laughs> a year in the process to right? get me up here. Yeah, it took us a year, right? Yeah. But uh, this is our Basel special edition. So, um, happy Baseling, everyone. I hope you. Um, don't hit it too hard. Lift and Uber everywhere. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> so tricky. Yeah. Good luck with and traffic. Enjoy. And enjoy, enjoy having yourself. everyone here, right? Yeah. Enjoy the, yeah. the and get party. Some, get some cunt while you're at it. Exactly. Yep. Get some cunt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, guys. We're going to see you. Uh, we're going to hear you next week. For...
87. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Christmas is coming. All right. Bye. Bye.